Eric Zulu with the B-flow I drop a steady, get a meat low I bet you wine on the D-low I'm in the corner with them G's though Don't forget it, just be ready Don't get ready, I'ma try to get it I won't be lazy, I don't even pay it Don't forget it, forget it He wildin', he wild I get down, I'm pop He wildin', he wild I get down, I'm pop Yeah, I drop steady with the beat flow Hardest on the heat, I got them 20s on them G's though Turn it to a fade, I gotta make it when it rains I had a hustle and I'm changing I did it differently today. I did it differently. We're kicking off the show with a banger. That was Mr. Eric Zulu with his new single, Just Be Ready. Eric is a South African rapper, um, currently staying in Germany, though. So he's doing pretty well for himself. He just released his new track, Just Be Ready, a couple of weeks ago. You can find it on all streaming platforms. That would be Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify. It's everywhere, man. If you want to watch the video, He's got a dope-ass video. The vehicles in that video. Oh, my God. How am I? But <laughs> so if you want to watch that, go on YouTube. Type in there, Eric Zulu. Just be ready. He's currently sitting on 80,000 views. Let's get him to 100,000, guys. I like him, man. This kid is talented. He's dropping beautiful, beautiful music. The beat. My God. Yo. But yeah, that's a single, just be ready. Welcome to the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Cesar Koza, a.k.a. Snamo. And after all that hype, I've got some sad news, man. So I sat down with Usis here. Her name was Kalala, and um, we uh, had a compelling and lovely uh, discussion. We spoke about a lot of issues um, that I I have and she also has, and Man, we spoke about for like I think two hours. It was pretty dope. It was such a nice conversation. But because of my stupidity, because laptop. Fuck, I know. So um, <laughs> it only recorded about fifty minutes, and then it shut down, and I didn't even realize it. So we carried on speaking, but <laughs> we weren't even recording. So. That's a sad bit, but anyways, it was such a dope conversation, and um, just to keep the consistency, I drop, man, every Monday I'm trying to drop an episode for you guys, so shitty, the fact that uh, we didn't get the whole conversation in, but uh, it still was a dope 50 minutes, so sit back, have a glass of Hennessy, relax, and uh, enjoy, man, let's get it. Okay, we are live. Hmm. Huh. I'm okay. You are? Just a bit nervous. Why? Well, now that I know you, I know how open your mind is, <laughs> how tough your questions get. No, I'm super chilled. Huh? But anyways, uh, welcome to the Back and Forth podcast. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I hope you enjoy I hope you enjoy. So, again, the theme of the show is the journey. So, where you are now, how you got here, and where you're going. So, just break it down for everyone. Give yourself an introduction. Oh, wow. Okay. My name is Kalala Wagashandu. We start here. Skalala. Yes. When I was at Villa, I remix what is Kalala. Yes, because I wanted to sound like a name, not the word. Okay. <laughs> I tried to make it sound like a name and not the word. Mm-hmm. So, I was born in Mpangeni. Hmm. Yeah. Zul. Yes. This is less shy and strong. I can't even imagine. God, yes, as. Um, I have eleven siblings. That's an eleven. Age. 11 and, and I'm the last one. You're the last one, yes. Low 11. Shit. Yes. So, if, if all the pressure's on you, actually. If only they paid attention to me, like <laughs> I feel like everyone's so busy with their lives that they they don't pay attention to yeah. me, but like I'm okay with it. Um, well, then I went to school, I guess, mm-hmm. and then I came to oh, I went to school in Dundee. My mom moved to Dundee. 
So I kind of grew up there instead of in Pangani. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> after high school, decided to come to Vits. Literally. Why? Decided. Why Vits? I'll tell you, no, before you answer that, I'll just tell you why. Literally, um, when I was in high school, I didn't know like what the fuck I wanted to be or what to do. But everyone was like, Vits, Vits, Vits. So I literally came here because everyone came here. Yeah. Like, I think four people from my high school came here. Back to Lutu Zela? No. Uh-huh. I was going to go to UKZN, but I hadn't gotten any replies from anywhere. Literally, from every university that I'd applied to. Well, it's not like I applied to a lot, but I was waiting for some kind of response after matric, and I, I didn't get anything. Then my mom mm-hmm. and I drove from Dandy to Maritzburg to ask you kids at NSM Maritzburg Guti, what's going on, my application eligibility pending. Yeah. And when I walked onto the campus, I looked at my mom and I said, this is not my school. I felt it like I have friends there. I yeah. thought I would go there. I'm the one that said and I was like, no, ma, this is not my school. Okay. Like, I don't feel it in my blood. And then as soon as I walked out, I got the confirmation from Vince. As soon as I walked out, as we got into the car, ah, that's dope. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is not my school. Cool. What so are you studying? I'm studying occupational therapy, physically, mentally, like okay. all around. It's about balance in your yeah. life. Everything must be at mm. a balance. Okay. You must give the same attention to every aspect of your life. Mm not just one specific thing more than others. Okay. A person who doesn't have an injury mm-hmm. could go to an OT. Like companies hire OTs to keep everyone at work at a balance. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in no, not necessarily like something's wrong with them, but maybe if you overwork or whatnot, the OT is there to remind you that everything is important. Every mm. single thing in your life is important and must be at a balance. Okay. That's dope. So I had a compelling discussion with you a couple of weeks back. Uh, yeah, very, very compelling, very, um, mm. how can I say, what's the word? I, I want to give this village sugar sometimes. But uh, I sit in here, I Julie, I Julie, right? And I was half drunk, so. All of So that's why I wanted you back here and so we can have a proper, proper discussion. And the first thing I want to discuss is there's an issue when it comes to consent, right? So I had a conversation with my friends a couple, two months back, maybe over WhatsApp, and we spent maybe two, three hours talking about this. What exactly is consent? And we didn't reach a conclusion. We didn't reach a conclusion. And a lot of people really expect everyone to know, but in truth, we're very much so ignorant when it comes to it. So I want you from a, a female's perspective to give me what your thoughts are when it comes to consent. Okay. With me, I believe that consent is different to every person or every female in a sense maybe there's a female who says yes in the beginning of the sexual activity and that yes is throughout no, I feel like I'm just saying, cause that's how it, reach, it literally comes out mm-hmm. so let's say it's, it's that and then you'll get a person who wants to be asked before you touch them in specific areas you know those are more maybe closed off people who want to have give consent for every single step that is happening to their body you know so it consent is i want to say a spectrum but it's different for each and every per- person which is why i feel there are those discussions on twitter where people are like hey but you did this even a female saying to another you what did you think was going to happen when you went to his place you mm-hmm. know and then you will find that they didn't think anything would happen because they didn't give consent. That female has grown up in, in a space where going to a person's house is when you're giving consent. Mm-hmm. You know. So in other spaces, 
it could be that where consent is no longer there, maybe if someone's uncomfortable, not necessarily uncomfortable with the activity, but uncomfortable with the way the activity is going. Mm -hmm. That could also be misconstrued. And then later when not necessarily saying it was a rape or whatever, maybe saying she was very uncomfortable in the process and kind of a sexual abuse. Her consent was no longer there in, in that moment, even yeah. though in the beginning. I get you. Mm. So then you say that it's based on an individual. In, on an individual. So yes. then how then do we write down a rule to say exactly uh, what is and what is not consent? Because if you say that it's based on an individual, it would differ. So if we were now to create a legislation, um, what exactly do we write down? Because it's been a problem. It's been a problem for quite a while. True. This uh, year on Twitter as well, I was quite, uh, let me not say. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's something that's very confusing to me. So if you say um, it is right for you, but it could be wrong for someone else, then w- that leaves everyone in a gray area. And that's where now we need to step in and say okay this is right this is wrong this is legal this is illegal i mean i guess there are clean ways of like the the there are the common rules Mm -hmm. you know if a person is uncomfortable and they say i'm uncomfortable that is okay you don't have consent okay a female saying i don't like this you know because sometimes it's very difficult for a female to say no stop you know maybe if they say "I, i don't like this that is also should be taken as, okay, I don't have consent to do this anymore. Um, a clear no. Like, I feel like there are those lines and there are gray areas as well. In almost, not everything is a right or wrong sometimes. It's, it's, it's a mixture. You see, now that's the problem. When you say not everything is right or wrong. If, um, I'll give you an example of drinking and driving, Right. When that rule was made and passed on to all individuals, it was, if you drink, you do not drive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you have half a glass or you have 10 glasses, right? As soon as as you reach the limit, you can't be driving. If you are and you're caught, you're going to prison and you're going to have to pay a fine. So there, there it's written black and white. So when you say not all things are right and wrong, I'll give you an example. So... Um, we regularly have these sexual harassment courses at work, right? So say now you you work with your boyfriend at the office and your boyfriend comes and he leaves, I don't know, flowers or he leaves like a nice letter there or something, right? In your eyes, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Because mm-hmm. he's your boyfriend. Yeah. If another person does it, that's creepy. Yes. Yes, you agree. Yes. So, but then... The rules say you shouldn't be doing that. Either it's your boyfriend or he's not. It shouldn't be done. So in what does the boss say then? Now if, if I'm the, your boss and I see that's happening, what is it sexual harassment? Is it is it not? Are you consenting to it? Are you not exactly then how do we reach a conclusion? So in 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 essence what you're trying to say is no flowers at all. Let's just stick to the no flowers rule because then it doesn't have to reach a gray area because in a sense if no one gives anyone flowers and everyone just sticks to that rule there wouldn't be a gray area if some random guy gives you flowers and your boyfriend gives you flowers Mm. so then there wouldn't be the discussion that that one's creepy and that one's not if no one just gives you flowers then the rule is stuck yeah i mean it's in black and white but the thing is, it's emotionally based. Mm. So how you feel towards that individual affects whether you're consenting or not. Yes, true. You know, because if someone gives you, if a random person gives you a hug, it's like, what the fuck? It's creepy. You know, <laughs> if someone you know or your boyfriend gives you a hug, it's like, oh, you don't have to say yes or no to that. You have the right to, but that's, I think, the real problem where... You know, we're in a gray area now. We're in no man's ground where is it right, is it wrong, and how do we reach a conclusion? Because I I can't say now, okay, I'm going to write down a rule and I'm going to say there should be no act of, I don't know, um, 
what's the word there should be no act of um I don't even know the word. But like your boyfriend can't be leaving you stuff at the office. Mm. Right? Because now it's almost like, oh well, but I don't mind. Mm. But in the rules it says no, you shouldn't be doing that. Do you I get see. what I'm saying? So then how do you think we can reach a conclusion where we say, Here's consent, this is what it means and that's it. You know, we have no issues anymore. You know, I don't know who it was who wrote this on Twitter, like I wish I could remember. But through that time, there was a point where someone said, before you get into any physical contact with a person, mm-hmm. have a discussion with them. Even if it's on right the minute before, just have a discussion as to are you okay with what's about to happen? Let's just, even not even a sexual way, let's just give, when someone's crying, right? Let's say you've been friends with this person for a while and they cry, but you've never hugged. You know there are those friendships where you've just never hugged your friend and it's just, it's awkward. So then they, they, they're crying on that day and you want to give them a hug. So the person will say, just ask right before and say, can I give you a hug? And mm-hmm. then they can say, oh yes, you can. And then you give them, hug like tell them i'm coming into your space in this specific way and is that okay with you i think that's what they were trying to say just have a conversation where you know where the person is it makes sense that makes sense Mm. but i don't think it's practical whereby you're i haven't seen you in five months and and then you just hug we just meet and i run to you and i hug you so what's going to happen? I run and then he's like, stop there. Can I hug you? Yeah, sure. You know, it's right on yeah. paper, but I don't think then it... It, it can it, be followed it, through. It's, it's, that's just the problem that it's, it's directly linked to how you feel, right, towards a person. So I think that's an issue. So now, I'll give another example. If, if we're at the club, right, I think first of all, this is programmed into our system. I think men are men don't like to get rejected for some reason, and it's it's in true. music. It's everywhere. I, I I don't know the song I read, so but it says true. what what does it take for me to get into you two drinks or three something like that, right? I think Jamie Fox uh, did that song. But the thing I want to say is if we, if we had a club now and both strangers when we don't even have to be strangers mm-hmm. right and we're drinking right we're drinking both drunk go back together have sex wake up the next morning boom okay and you wake up and you're like oh shit did we really do it like i didn't give consent like what happens there mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying so who's guilty there is it is it um did the the, the guy take advantage of you or for me I'm, I honestly don't know I honestly don't know the answer to that question okay with me personally this mm-hmm. is my personal opinion I'm not saying that this is how it should be but this is how I think in all sense of that if the girl feels violated the first thing you should do before you even say you have violated me if if in herself she asks herself that question did i give consent what happened last night blah blah, blah. she i think should speak to a professional first that's i guess the health science in me but like should go speak to a professional first who will help her break down the moment right mm-hmm. in in that kind of situation I don't think maybe a rape kit is necessary or, and all of that to prove that you guys had sexual contact because you will be saying, yes, we did. We both wanted to have... No, but what if I also blacked out and I was pissed drunk and I also woke up and I was like, oh shit, we had sex. Was there consent? Was there no consent? What happens in that situation? Because the right answer is you shouldn't be having sex. When you're drunk. Yeah. Okay, you shouldn't be because that is rapey, right? So, 
but, but in that yeah. situation, I want to ask you. Okay, this is where Nami, I have a bit of a question. If we're both just bring the mic close to you. Sorry, I'm yeah. A bit closer. If we're both pissed drunk, right? Why do I then believe you should have been responsible and put me in a car and sent me home? If if we're both pissed drunk. In, in situations where people are pissed drunk, I feel like, yes, that is a very great, great area. Because both of your inhibitions are very, very low. And no mm-hmm. one should be responsible in that moment of, you should have sent me home. In, in areas of, of a club vibe, I think the consent things comes in when the guy is not as drunk or the other person, because it even happens to males th- these mm-hmm, days, mm-hmm. where the other person is not as drunk or could see right from wrong. Yeah. You know? At a point where you're at maybe the same level of being drunk and you guys have sexual intercourse at that, that is a very, very gray area. Because I... I I believe that in that moment where it's an equal drunkenness, no one should specifically be to blame that you should have sent me home or you should have stopped mm-hmm. having sex with me or whatnot. If yeah. you don't, if you both don't remember waking mm-hmm. up in the morning, how okay. sure are you of something you don't remember? True. That's when regret comes in it's very sad that that had to happen to you where you didn't maybe your sober self wouldn't have wanted that but both of you were drunk if maybe the other person was sober they should know that they shouldn't be trying to sleep with the person yeah. who's drunk you know? yeah true so here's the thing if you're drunk you don't know what you're doing mm. right you don't because you don't know whether you're right you're wrong you're just going with the vibe and that's my problem now if you wake up the next morning and you feel violated is that now um should you be able then to say okay i was violated by this male or by this female and you know i'm gonna lay a rape charge or whatever you know okay this is where i feel as though rape has been put into one category whereas other crimes there are stages right in rape there has to be a rape kit for a person to be convic- convicted right there has to be a rape kit you, there has to be penetration True. there has to be a fight there's one way in, in court there's one way where how rape is looked at whereas i'm going to take a very serious crime but just please try okay let me take a lighter one fraud let me just say fraud there take stages. the serious one murder yeah there's like homicide and yeah there's different types you know premeditated and things like that or mm-hmm. um, a crime of passion you know it's like there's different stages as to like oh no this crime this this uh, murder is going to be rated lighter because um it was a crime of passion it was self-defense it was you know there are different categories yeah. Yeah, of you. murder mm. but rape is one so mm-hmm. if you didn't get a rape kit if you didn't say in a matter of a day it disqualifies your entire case mm. so i feel as though there should be channels of rape in that sense where you can say it's rape but not every rapist gets painted with the same brush yeah because every rape is in in sense different just like every murder is different Every rape is different. So they are huge. I don't know what that means. Every rape is different. What do you mean by that? There's... I don't want to be so... Ah, Go in. Put it all all on the table. (laughs) Okay. If I'm going to use the murder and the rape example, right? Um... There is 
a rape where in the when I say it's different, I don't mean like the act. I mean the person. Mm-hmm. Just like every like every murder. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's the rape of pre premeditated. You know, okay. like maybe yeah, yeah, I get office you. Office rapes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Boss sees you every day. You leave at this time, or the security guard sees mm. you every day. You le- you leaving at this time. Oh, you park in that spot, or and then he plans it out. Yeah. So that's premeditated rape, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a walking by the street, and someone, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. some random person just jumps you, and you get raped. You know, mm. it's, it's it's that. So those are two different types of rape. Okay, true. But the the brush will be the same. You have even the victim has to do the same thing for all of them. Mm. Right, that victim has to go get a rape kit, do this, do this, follow the same procedure. Whereas even the cops follow the same procedure for both rapes. Whereas if it was premeditated murder and a crime of passion or like a murder yeah. of passion or self yeah. defense or whatever, they are treated differently. Cops mm-hmm. are told that oh, if it's premeditated, this is the way. Mm. If it's a crime of passion, this is the way. You, they are told, but they treat rape victims and like the cases. In the True. same manner. Yeah, I think what needs to happen, um, especially in regards to alcohol and sex, is there needs to be um, an outline of exactly what is right and what is wrong. Because I'll take you back to the drinking and driving example. Um, first, it was a hassle of getting that rule in. You know, people are like, oh, no, I can drive when I'm drunk, whatever, you know. But now it's gone to a point where if you're going out and you know you're going to drink, you don't even think about driving. So mm. instead of taking your car keys, you go and you grab an Uber, right? So can you see how that that rule in itself has now uh, led to us being able to think ahead of exactly what's going to happen, right? So you don't know exactly how drunk you're going to be. Maybe you can tell yourself, okay, I'm going to have one glass. Right, but, but you, you don't know. You don't know your your mm. your drunk state. How many, you know? I've had so many times. Where I'm gonna have half half a half a jug, uh, three <laughs> jugs later. You know, oh, wow. so yeah. So you don't know. So I think we. I don't know who would come up with with uh, this uh, legislation, but well, the people in charge of the legislation should come up with the legislation in a sense mm. that. Uh, I don't think. A minister, right? Thought of having um, that testing thing, you know, where you blow mm-hmm. to test your alcohol level. I don't think a minister thought of that. They outsourced and researched yeah. to how we could enforce this. Mm-hmm. So they should do the same thing where they go to rape culture events and ask women, in a sense, how we could enforce this. Because they, I'm, I, I'm 100% sure a minister didn't think of that because it was, it was outsourced. Wow, okay. They, they, they hired somebody yeah. to go find a way to enforce that rule. Go out into, well, the streets and see how people work. But that's their job. I mean, a yes. minister has a team of people, so, you know, maybe they thought Exactly. Of it. They should think of the same, a same kind of way to make sure that this is enforced. Mm -hmm. People left the chat of consent because nothing is enforced anyway. It shouldn't be left though. Yes, it shouldn't be left. But when the... And it's a... First of all, it's a worldwide problem. It's not just because no one really knows what is the conclusion to it. Yes, but no one really knew what limit, what number on that... um, What's that thing called? I just forgot it. Yeah, me but too. But on, on that test thing. Yes, No one knew what number is drunk. Right? Yeah. No one knew what number is drunk. No, I think they it knew. Had, no, but it had to be tested and figured out and researched that, okay, this is where a person cannot drive. Because you can blow. And if you don't reach that certain number, let's say it's 0.4, and you're at a 0.2, then the cops let you go and say, okay, you're still 
awake enough to drive, mm-hmm. right? And then when you know that you're at 0.4, you're, you're, you're in an illegal yeah. state, yeah. right? So that's why maybe a person with one glass of wine will blow into that thing and well, sh- they'll be fine and they continue to drive. But a person who drank a bottle... Yeah, true. You can't drive. So I feel like that was researched and tested. That's how we know that a person who didn't sleep shouldn't drive. You know, it's tested. All those things are tested because a lot of focus is put on them. So if the legislation were to do the same thing, if the government in every country do the same thing with rape culture in in its entirety, Mm -hmm. everyone must know that these yeah. are the specific boundaries do the research okay you know yeah, there you. are people that could do the research for you if they receive funding yeah to do the research but then we just sit here and have a chat on twitter and then we leave the chat every two months mm. then we come back again when it's a problem when it's it's a huge problem when there's an a huge uproar mm. meanwhile girls in every single country are being raped every day mm-hmm. like a minute i think it's what how many three to four Shit. women are being That's raped crazy. and we're, we're, we're so chilled about that so then what do you think about the death penalty then should we bring it back or <laughs> what do you because i mean in uh, in dubai i think yes dubai bringing in drugs it's you could be sentenced to death so no one brings drugs in Dubai, into Dubai. Maybe you can leave with them, but you can't bring them into Dubai. So what happens here in South Africa where the death, I mean, the rape rate is so high, oh, what, do, what, do we, what do we do? What do we say? Do we bring it back? It was here before, right? Yeah, pretty sure it well, was. Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. With that, well, the good person in me I won't even say the Christian in me, but the good person in me doesn't feel I have a right to anybody else's life, right, at all. I don't feel like anyone should have a right, even no matter how horrible that person is, like no one should have a right to anybody's life. But as a scare tactic, it, 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 it really could work. But for it to scare someone, someone would have to die. Of course. So it, it would have to be enforced at least once or twice. Yeah, well, well, before, what do you mean? Before people get scared. Do you understand? Okay. So you'd have to enforce it. You'd have to enforce the death penalty again. You can't just say the death penalty is back. You'd have to enforce it. You'd have to say, oh, okay, you're, you raped somebody? Okay, come here and you're going to die on this estate. And so people make it public knowledge as well so that people see, oh, it's happening. And then maybe they'll think, oh, it's just that person. And then enforce, enforce it on a white man as well. You say, okay. You, and then do. And then they're like, oh, on gums now, but they're dying. Duly born. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and then be like, oh, even white people are getting the death penalty. It's serious. Mm. Mm. It scares. It's not going to scare everybody because there are those people that just deep down, they have those issues and they have that thing in them. Yeah. But it will scare, it will protect a whole lot of women. You will be scared to touch a female in a club. So because you, of what could happen to mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. So you will be scared when she's dancing to go up close to her. Yeah. Because of what could happen to you. Mm. Right. And I also feel like a great thing to happen is if someone were to be arrested for a club sexual harassment, you know? Where a girl like takes it very far that you touched me in a club. People will stop being uncomfortable in clubs. Like literally two days ago, I went out and the most, one of the most uncomfortable situations I have to say that I was put in. Where a person literally came up to me and I was dancing with my friend my other female friend, I was literally dancing with my other female friend, and he came so close, like I could feel him breathe, right? And then his friend just went on the other end of my friend. And then they put us in 
a corner. Here there's yeah. a table and here there's other people. So now we can't move. We literally just had to sit down. Like Yeah. Like I went like this and when I pushed him with my elbow, he held it. He held my elbow. Okay. Like back towards him like that. And that I was like, weird. Okay, this is weird. Let me sit down. Because another thing is I was scared to turn around and say, What the hell are you doing? Because then what if he gets aggravated? Yeah. What if then he pushes me and he starts screaming and he causes a scene and then it's it's a whole embarrassing moment for me, right? So then I had to be like, okay, let me just sit. Mm. And my friend sat as well. Mm. And in that, the attitude starts, you know, the attitude of rejection. What's yeah. wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You know, as if if I'm in a club, I should be good. Wait, wait, the dude. Yes. Okay. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I was just like... Entitlement. Well, that, that, that's that's the entitlement. Yeah, that's. Yo. I think that's a big issue when it comes to gents, and it. I think it all goes down to that um, sort of fear of rejection or, mm. or whatever you want to call it, where, uh, like you said, entitlement. Where um, a dude will see a female dancing in the club, and it's very common, mm. right? And then they start grinding with that girl. It's weird. It's weird if because in any other setting that's like what the fuck are you what doing? Are you, why are you, you doing know, that? You know what I mean? Why are you doing that? But again, then uh, uh, they will be like, oh, I mean, she was giving me the eyes or some some stupid thing like that, you know? So again, it's a it goes it boils back down to this whole thing about consent. Mm. You know what I mean? It because does. again, if it's a guy that you like, and he just comes and he starts grinding you. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's okay. It's <laughs> if it's a random, it's like, what What are you doing? You're creepy. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's um, I seriously feel like it's an issue that needs to be put on paper, cast in stone. This is right. This is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. It shouldn't be, well, it's right because I liked him. It's wrong because he's creepy. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's difficult though because it's, again, like I said, it's directly linked to emotion. To emotion and how you feel. Yeah. Then if, if it's a thing like that, if we're always linking it to emotion, we should be taught how to handle certain emotions at a young age, right? This chat must come in at a young age. I'm just saying what society could do mm-hmm. before the government has to step in and make a clear rule where everyone can know exactly but at a young age, you can start forming the kind of relationship people should, men should have towards females, right? It's like I recently said to a friend, I was saying African women are loud, right? Not every African woman is loud. I was just making a generalization that African women are loud. And she was like, I'm not loud. You must, like, ask questions. You don't know everybody in the world. I'm like... I was just making a general consensus that most African women allowed. And she was like, no, um, you, you're making a statement, right? And I was saying, when we, when we said men are trash, right, where we're saying every man is a rapist, a murderer, knows a rapist, hid a rapist, hid a murderer, a woman abuser, you, a child rapist, a molester, you know, all of that, where we're saying that every single man out there is that person, mm-hmm. and where we're making a general consensus, right? Yeah. So, with that, not every person needs to be told that I shouldn't grind on a girl in a club that I don't know, even if she gives me certain eyes, right? I shouldn't. It's within you. So if everyone could find what, I don't want to say what those parents did, but in a sense, what those parents did do, in a sense, maybe raise that child in a, in a certain manner where you're not always out in a club looking for physical contact. I feel like that's where an issue also starts. So having a conversation with children as they grow teaches them how to behave in a certain like manner. You you yeah. kind of groom them. There's always those people that will just go out and do whatever they want, but 
as long as you're groomed we know that we can't kill people you didn't know that at 20 years old you knew that as a, as a child even from what you watched on tv you saw that okay when this person hit that person it was wrong mm-hmm. or when this person murdered that person it was wrong you knew it it was ingrained in you that yeah. those things are wrong so then, <laughs> i want okay. i'm not saying that rape should be shown on tv no 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 i'm just saying that it should be slowly instilled when you're a child there are some things that you do and you don't know why you do them it's because they were just instilled in you as a child right it's like the whole sock and shoe thing you know like some people put both their socks on and then their shoes okay and then i'm a sock shoe sock shoe person like i don't put it's just something i did about this both this both socks the, before shoe both okay. of them yeah and then the shoes okay and then i do <laughs> i don't know i, I feel I've never met a person who does both the socks and the shoes. Oh my goodness, everyone in my life <laughs> does. And I always, like I always think okay, maybe it's because I went to boarding school and once my leg was up on my bed, I just pulled my shoe as well and just tied yeah. it, you know. So it's, some people do mm-hmm. that. So it's what you grew up in a sense doing. There are things you do because you saw it. There's a child this has been tested, right? That a child who grew up seeing their mother being beaten is more likely to also beat their wife yeah true right it's what they saw it's how they think that they yeah. should communicate exactly exactly and it goes uh, back to what i was saying about men getting rejected or not it's it's such a i don't know like dudes are <sighs> are you guys told at home that you are the one like there's no one above you like i feel that's good like that you're hyped i guess at home like it builds a good self esteem but how does it get to the point where i've seen this happen testosterone no guys we can't blame hormones no. i'm telling you men men are men are competitive at a lot of things so um i you end up growing up and realizing some people realize it late some people realize it early but if you're with a group of friends and you say you're going out to the club and let's say no one can sing or whatever mm-hmm. trust and believe that dudes are competing uh, who's going to bring this girl back home who's going to get with this girl what and creates that mentality that testosterone no a, a woman is something that could win you a competition I mean, it goes back down to our caveman times. Yeah, so, sadly. <laughs> so what happened then is when those liaisons were shut, right? And then once they're married and they have a family or whatever, and then he passes away, the brother, the brother comes in. But then the brother may not like that particular female mm-hmm. or the wife right the original wife so they'll go and they'll get their own girl that they like and so it then creates this whole thought process where i can do whatever i want with as many women i want you know and it's not just in isigolet lizol it goes back to like um arabic cultures as well like in egypt i think women are not not regarded really i don't know why that is Um, they were there to make babies like like in yeah, every yeah exactly as as deep as you go everywhere women in a sense from the beginning mm. all men just saw them yeah as something yeah to make it's a strange thing but i think really it, it um dudes are weird <laughs> dudes are weird it's like right now why i why i feel that there is this yeah rise in rape right if you look at winene's rape he doesn't know why he chose her she she just he wants uh he said he she took long to die and she had this attitude this child thought she was better right this child thought she was better is it this guy said that. yes so in in a sense most most 
you know rapes I, I was reading about in that time period all those women um the boxer the lady who was a boxer where her mm-hmm. boyfriend murdered her and her mom she was successful in that moment she was better in his eyes she was better than him the guy who made, murdered his neighbor um she didn't want to get him a job at her work and all, all 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 these things and in my reading all those articles right or i killed her because she hit me back she thought she could fight me mm-hmm. you know men are trying to put women in what they believe is their place you know how dare she think she's better than me you know mm-hmm. how dare she get more successful than me right there was an uh, the a few years ago the escom murder that she was in her office and she didn't want to do how dare she not want to participate in crimes that we participate in mm. right how dare she how dare she as a senior in work not want to do this murdered by people below her yeah because she thought she was better so in all of this as the more women fight for their place the more men will want to put them in the place that they think women should be yeah right so every single time you want to be something great as a woman you always fear oh i won't get a husband if i'm too if i'm too successful i won't i won't have children you know yeah but don't you think then um uh, you cast that on yourselves as well because let, let me just quickly say um <laughs> i'm going to ask you a question and okay. then i want to see if i cast it if women okay. cast it on themselves okay um there's this whole thing where you ask a female ungamshade umuntu ohola less than you or who's less successful than you and they say no mina ngifuna umuntu that's more successful than me that earns much more than me i'll tell you where that comes from okay that comes from you guys right if let's say your girlfriend mm wants to go on a date right let's say when hola ngi 25 yen hola ngi 15 ngi 15 she wants to go out ona mala sitha ona mali yabo ngobhola ngi 25 most men want to push that date to the 25th you're not comfortable with her saying i'll pay for everything well, then that's just that's one your ego taking over and two you have Would a low self esteem. Would you marry someone who earns more than you? If I like that person, if I love her, then yeah, I mean. Right? Do, isn't there a thing where men say, um, umfazma isihola kakhulu, uvela ibona ukuthi uyena nje wenza yonke into la endlini. She wears the pants in the relationship. Yonke into kumele ihambe ngaye. Have you never heard that before? I've heard that before, yeah. More than you have heard, I would marry a woman who earns more than me. It shouldn't really boil down to whether they earn more or less. It should really be who they whether, are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But society has raised us that the man has to provide. He is the provider. Mm. The woman is the caretaker. She maintains what is provided. Mhm. Right. So if we grow up with that mentality of a man is a provider. The only way you see yourself being your own provider is if you don't have a man mm. right that that's also it's, you know that that one really upsets me as well where women decide that they don't need a man because they can do everything themselves that shouldn't be a reason why you don't need a man you don't need a partner to do things for you you just need someone to be there mm. a partner is when you guys are two individuals decide to come together because you enjoy the same things and you like the same things and this person balances you and you know all all the good things finances shouldn't be a thing that I can do everything for myself so I don't need a man 
No, he's not supposed to be there to do things for you. That is the mentality, though, that you have been raised with. Mm. That you, a man is there to provide. True. So if you can provide for yourself, you don't need a man. No, everyone, most people need a companion. Let me not say everyone, because there's a huge spectrum in that too. Most people need a companion. Just mm. someone to talk to. Doesn't have to be a provider. Mm. So that's why I feel like everything boils down to at what do we what are we taught as children? The way we view things in society is how we were brought up. And it's hard to break down a mentality of a twenty five year old once they've been brought up in in a way that they've been yeah. brought up. So it's hard to break down now. We can change what's coming up next. In a sense, um, someone also once said on Twitter, maybe if we controlled how kids saw sex for the first time, then it would make them see sex in a different light. <laughs> kids see sex on porn websites. Exactly. If you... Because <laughs> then... <laughs> Uh, Where was the, you know when you think what do you mean first, if we showed kids how to see sex for the first time like how how would that be possible okay Could your parents open up and hey watch no no <laughs> not like that if the first if the first time yeah. that kids are introduced into the concept of like sex that's what I mean like the concept of sex mm-hmm. say it's not shameful you know for the female or the male. Like, it's not shameful to do. You should wait until this age. You should, you know, have a discussion. Whereas, the first time we saw, like when I, the first time I saw what sex is, I was in school, right? And Live? Oh. On a phone. This boy okay. brought his, his, I don't know, his uncle's phone or something. You know, we were in primary. His boy brought this. His <laughs> Kids were all huddled up. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And they were like, mm-hmm. come, come see. Come see what this is. And then when I look, I'm like, oh my goodness. What mm. is this? The first thing I, I see is that it's not really... Okay, number one. I never saw like the dude's face, like at all. I was like, I started smart, I had a thing though. Had to make a turn, I had to bust it with them kilo. Eighty dollar bands, a nigga flip it with the key nose. Turn her to a zen, I get the bag and make it action. Yeah. Only wanna call it, had to keep it on the action. Uh. Homies with the strike, they got a heat, I'm feeling cash it. Cash it on the back and watch you riding with the bash it. Brother, I'ma see you now. Bon voyage. You pass it back and make it look, you always caught that action. You make it pass as if you always going on the mansion. You take a strap to acting fully goofy on the track. And back a half, it might be gooey coony on the track. He wildin', he wide. I get down, I'm pop. He wildin', he wide. I get down, 